Hello, my name is Maurice Harker. What you're about to listen to is a clip from a live training session with either an individual or a group who are anxiously engaged in recovering their marriages. Please listen to several of the recordings in this podcast, and then, when you are ready, seriously consider attending the live weekly trainings from your home via webinar. My ability to provide enough individual and marriage therapy sessions has become very limited, so I created the marriage repair workshops so I could serve more people at a lower cost for you. So please, when you're ready, investigate your options at www.lazaruslectures.com. That's L-A-Z-A-R-U-S-L-E-C-T-U-R-E-S.com. I look forward to meeting you and to serving you well. I would love to play a part in decreasing your pain and increasing your happiness. See you soon. I love watching NBA playoffs because you watch anywhere between four and seven games between the same two teams, the Boston slash uh, Miami uh, uh, last spring. There was so much. they One team would blow out the other team. Then the next game, the other team blows out that team. And the, the psychology behind it was crazy because once one team would fall apart, they would fall apart more, et cetera, et cetera. And you could never say one was more skilled than another. Okay. They had both phenomenal skills, but that glitches in psychology is usually what causes one team to lose. So if you're on a team, anyone here who's had a, a lot of team experience, athletic team experience, I know had a lot of that in his younger years. We've got other guys who've had team experience. When the team is falling apart psychologically, what is the most important thing you can do for the team? What's the most important thing you can do for the team if it starts to fall apart? Go ahead. Do your job. Do what you've been trained to do. Your do your job. Do what you've been trained to do. Okay, we've got the action part. What about psychological side? What's it vital for you to do if your teammates are falling apart? Keep your head in the game. Keep your head in the game. Now, I've never studied him closely, and I don't know if anyone's ever going to get the privilege to do so. Apparently, one of the most geniuses on this is Tom Brady, although you can't tell about that when he's regularly talking and doing commercials and stuff like that. And when he's being interviewed, you have no idea. But I would love to be in a huddle when they're playing the Falcons four or five years ago in the Super Bowl, and they're down by 20 points going into the third quarter, fourth quarter. Okay. He, it's not just a matter of having the right skills and the right technique. He's got to change the psychological culture of the whole team by leading them into it. Brethren, take a look at your brain and how many times you have not been in that mentality going into the next play with your wife. Okay? Have you discovered that mentality or something likened to it before you have your next interaction. I had a young man and he was mentioned in one part of the conversation. I don't like setting goals. I'm how come he says, because I hate failing at goals. At another part of the conversation, he was talking about one of his favorite sports is archery. I says, how often do you miss your target in archery? He says, well, most of the time, then why do you try again? He tries again because he hopes he can hit the target. He hopes he can hit the target. He hopes he can hit the target. Brethren, we have to create a deep par cycle, discover, plan, act, reflect, 
where we are ready on the line of scrimmage. We are ready to take the ball. We are ready to be full speed on the next play, even if things were a mess last time. What happens if you get in the huddle and you're preoccupied with what the other person did wrong? Okay, what happens to your psychology? What happens to her psychology? Now, if you haven't studied this, we're not going to spend a, a full hour on it or a full three hours, but this is like an eight-week course just on getting into the right mindset. There's a few sports videos, if you don't mind a little off-color language. On ESPN, we have the Michael Jordan series and where the Bulls, I can't remember what it's called, but they it's like a six or eight video series on how they won so many championships and the psychology behind it. There is some information about Tom Brady's psychology when they do the six or eight videos on him. But brethren, there's biographies on George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Gandhi, Brigham Young, Joseph Smith, some guy named Russell Nilsson, something like that. Okay. Hinckley, we got a biography on him. Most of the prophets. How did we've got the Book of Mormon stories where the guys get thrown in prison, they get beat up a little bit, and they're still ready to go back and serve some more. All right. Would you please, gentlemen, I know some of you have a lot of athletic experience. Would you mind not being shy for a second? Any one of you who've had to work through something like this where you've had a stack of failure, how did you get your head back in the game, especially sports, but also, I'm sure, Shannon, in your police work where it's scary? Anyone? Go ahead and jump on in. Go ahead. Tell us the story. First got into high school, and I was wrestling. And one of the first matches, I got my tail handed to me. And I sat back and was like, okay, this guy, he, he did his job. He worked hard and he was at, probably at practices. He did his laps. He did his, all this other stuff. That means I've got to do that and plus more because I'm behind right now. And I built myself up and got me, myself excited about doing some practice. Thank you. Be prepared, plan, be prepared. I might come back to you because you put the word golf, and golf is a beautiful analogy for this, but let me introduce something else before we do that. Notice from Second Nephi and other places in the scriptures that we are uh, warned that Satan will say things like, there is no Satan. I am not involved. I'm not messing with your life. Please bring up a recent negative experience with your spouse okay did you notice during the exchange that satan was involved or were you tricked into believing either she's the problem or i'm the problem okay most of us are tricked into believing uh, into seeing her as the problem or i'm the problem or both and it starts to become this psychological battle of survival because if I feel like I'm the problem, we have an animal response that usually is almost like a person who's drowning and we start clawing for oxygen so that we don't suffocate under the responsibility of being the problem. Okay. Any of you who were a, a mean child like me and thought it'd be funny, 
to put two uh, cats in a sack and hang it off the clothesline, okay, what happens if there's two cats in a bag and they can't get out? They kill each other because they're just scared and they just start clawing. We even have a term called cornered cat syndrome. We usually refer this to the women where they're desperate, they're scared, they're desperate and scared instead of saying, hey, husband, in the most edifying, calm voice, I'm experiencing desperation and fear. I would really like you to be comforting with me right now. Instead, they just go whoosh, and you get these claws across your face. And you're like, where did that come from? Do you have a comment? Or are you just saying an amen? <laughs> yes, but also you were saying when people are in the water and they grab onto each other, they start sinking. I used to be a lifeguard, and one thing that they oh. say is to go down further and push them up and away so that you can get away and grab something that you can hand to them or approach mm. them in a different way that you can both survive swimming. My dad was a Navy guy and he enjoyed coming to scout camp and being the uh, uh, life-saving merit badge victim. And so he would volunteer and he'd always, he's got a, he has the ability to have a quiet disposition so it doesn't look like he's, yeah, I'm just helping. I'm just helping. Okay. So the 18-year-old uh, Eagle Scout merit badge counselor has got the 14, 15, 16-year-old scouts, and they're all lined up, ready to go. And my dad jumps in the water and goes out about 30 feet and goes, help, 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 okay? And the first kid, every time, it was fun to watch. First kid jumps in, strokes over, I'm going to go be the hero here. And my dad's all, help. And then as soon as he got him, my dad would grab him and shove him under the water and kick him. Just push him with his feet and just keep pushing on him. And he never told the merit badge counselor what he was going to do in advance. So he's all, ah, and all the kids are all, ah. Now, of course, he would help him to the surface before the kid died or drowned and just was sputtering. And then he would swim to the edge and say, you guys, you have to understand, your best friend will kill you if they're scared and drowning. Your best friend. Brethren, take a look at your wife's behavior. Remember back in the day when she was adorable? Remember back in the day when she was cute? Remember back in the day when she was fun? And now she acts like a scared cat? All right? The things that scare women are not always comprehensible to us men. We try to empathize with them and go, I don't understand why that's so scary. I don't understand why you're freaking out so much. I don't know why you're panicking. Okay? But with the natural instinctual elements of a woman's brain and you add the satanic attack on it, she's going to have magnified, accelerated pain. And if she doesn't understand this concept, then she is going to be attacked also and she's going to think it's all your fault. Okay? You have just finished listening to another principle that is one of many that you will find in a special class that I've put together called the Marriage Repair Workshops and the Lazarus Lectures. This is a compilation of principles that I have pulled from my years of training, study, and therapeutic experience designed to give you 
the tools, the vision, the ideas, everything that is necessary to take a relationship that has experienced catastrophic levels of unpleasantness and falling apart and rebuild it almost as if raising it from the dead. Please follow the links and attend at least one of our marriage repair workshops so that you can get a feel for what you will learn and get your attachment to the multimedia classroom that holds videos, audios, articles from me and several other specialists that we call the Lazarus Lectures, a 40 lesson series building from one principle to another so that you can discover what is necessary to pull off a miracle in your relationship. I hope you'll find great value in this. I hope those of you who find yourselves unable to afford the thousands of dollars necessary to attend a marriage therapist, especially one that's really good and is not as available as we would like therapists to be. Please, please study this material in the Lazarus Lectures and attend the Marriage Repair Workshops so that we can help you get things back to the way you want them. We'll see you then.